Welcome to the Breaking Through the Noise podcast, a show designed to help you cut through all the static and find the tips, tricks, and encouragement you need to make your business successful. Your hosts are Mark Wilson and Laurel Wright, two entrepreneurs like you struggling and striving to find the pro tips and hacks to be more productive and make more money. Their goal every week is to give you the resources and encouragement that will help you gain an advantage over your competition. So let's not waste any time and get started. Here are your hosts, Mark and Laurel. Hey, everybody. Welcome to podcast episode 16. And this week is a very special week because it is Mark's birthday. So we're all going to sing to him, happy birthday to you. (laughs) Wow, that's the first time a a Nashville superstar has ever sung happy birthday to you. Don't get used to it, Mark. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, I'm just amazed that uh, Laurel even remembered that it's my birthday. You know, us, well, old mean, people, us old people, you know, that maybe it's a big thing. Maybe you young people think, you know, this could be the last one. <laughs> oh, my God. That is got, so funny. No, gotta, you have many birthdays left, Mark. Many. <laughs> well, thank you, Laurel. I appreciate that. You're welcome. I'll sing the rest of the song to you throughout the week. You know, I can't give it to you all at once, you know. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I appreciate it. And uh, it, it's, I haven't even realized that it was my birthday until you said that today. So thank you. It's and actually my birthday's a couple days away. So it's, we've got a, a, a lot to talk about today. And you know, one of the things I guess I wanted to, the main thing I want us to talk about, Laurel, is have you heard the rumor that email is dead? Yeah, I mean, why, why is email still valid in the world of direct messages and, and chat? Um, you know, that's a, that is a great question. That's a question a lot of people are asking, and people have been declaring email dead for a long time now. It's ever since the onset of not only social media, but the social media messaging and chat functions that came out not too long after social media, it just, people assumed that email would die. And, you know, another contributing factor to that is something we all deal with is, is it, it, our emails get spammed. We get a thousand messages. We have to create you know, fake email addresses to sign up for things just so that, you know, we our, our working inbox doesn't get, um, doesn't get filled up with, with a, a lot of uh, stuff. Right. So, so, but, but your question though is valid, Laurel, is in, in my opinion, in the title of this episode is, is being a little facetious because I do believe email still has a valid role in, in marketing. Um, and here's why, because it is that one venue where we can um, still send a message to someone, um, not necessarily unsolicited, but we're almost sure that it, it's going to hit their inbox. You know, people can, you can block DMs, you can, Right. Not see direct messages and, and chat can can be uh, blocked and not accepted. So, 
you know, email still plays a great role because it is still a way for us to connect with people and to start a conversation. And think about it, Laura. I mean, how many people do you give direct messaging access to in your life? I mean, I've been blocked from day one. That's true. Yeah. So not many. Um, <laughs> no, but you're right. I mean, what, what do we do when we wake up in the morning? What do most of us do? Check our email. That's the first thing we do. So I think you're right. And I was, I was wondering what are the most effective ways to use email? Well, that's, that's the real million dollar question. That's, that's the golden ticket is, is how then are we supposed to use email? And I think it, we've got to look at email as one of several communication tools that we can use. Uh, You know, the real goal with being effective with email is having a plan in what the next step you want people to take via the email. How, how do you want to continue that communication? Because, you know, ultimately you, you can't be in, you know, email conversation and, and have an effective communication. I mean, you, there's the rare instances where you can, if you're selling a, a, a very inexpensive widget, somebody might buy that widget um, because it's $5. And they're sure here, we'll, you know, I don't need to get to know this company or this person. I'll just click the link and buy it because, right. you know, I need, I need the, you know, the guitar capo or the pick that says mm-hmm. the young fables or whatever. So the real goal is to ha- how are we going to transition that conversation into a channel where we can build a relationship. So, and that may be Laurel, it, you know, trying to leverage that, that email conversation into a phone call, you know, a phone appointment, a phone consultation, or, or it could be um, leveraging a, a, a social chat. If, if that's, if that's appropriate for, for, your relationship building, you know, with your business or with your organization, uh, you know, that could be totally, and particularly maybe if it's a, you're reaching out to a younger audience, that might be totally appropriate. Um, but the, the real key to being effective is, is, is knowing where that conversation is going mm-hmm. and how to get, keep the conversation moving forward. So, so you build a relationship. No, you're right. And I think, um, you know, for example, when we're out on the road, um, our, one of my main goals is to like get an email from somebody. I mean, you, but you can't just walk up to somebody and say, Hey, thanks for listening. Can I have your email? You have to like start a conversation. You have to give them a reason why they should give you their personal email address. So you can send them emails and communicate with them on on a, on a deeper level, you know? So I, I think everything you're saying is right. And, and that is kind of challenging getting the email, but when I first started doing that, I didn't realize how important it was until later on in my career, especially with the Young Fables. I mean, that's that's how we communicate with our fan base because with, you know, Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff, I feel like your feed can get lost with all the all the rest that are that are there, you know. That that's a great example, Laura. And what you just described, it, it, that exemplifies a lot of the market research and I think maybe I've shared this on 
you know, other, another episode of the podcast that people will give you or studies tell us that people will give you their email address if they think they're getting somewhere between seven and $15 in value in return. Mm -hmm. So that's not a lot. I mean, um, that that's not a huge expectation. Now, a phone number is a different story. Yes. You know, they, they've got to, you've, they've got to have developed trust before they're going to give you their phone number. But once you get that, now that's golden and, and the return on investment on getting a phone number is, is huge. Um, and I don't have those numbers in front of me, but they're, you know, it's so, so again, that speaks to that idea of moving from an email relationship to you know, a phone call or, or getting them to come into your store. If you have a store right. or visiting your church worship service online. I, f- I feel like, and, and maybe it's just me, but I feel like you're doing something right. If someone gives you their email address, because if I go into a store and I really like the store and I want to come back again or it's someplace that maybe if it's I don't even live in that city or something I'm just visiting but I would order something online if I give them my email then I'm in I'm like all in I will buy again I want to know and so I feel like that's a it's probably I just thought of this but maybe it's a great way of of you know what knowing whether you're doing something right or not I don't know what do you think I think that's I think you're spot on I think that's a great indication that you're providing some value to people if, if they start giving your email address. So, so for example, if you uh, put out a, an ebook about your product or, or the solution that you provide for, for clients, uh, maybe it's a, uh, you know, how to unstick your uh, clogged kitchen sink, mm-hmm. you know, and people sign up for that and give you their email address so they can have access and download that, then you, you know, you feel pretty good that your message has hit on a problem that people are trying to solve. So, yeah, I I absolutely agree. That's a great barometer. And, And, you know, that, that's why a lot of, you know, marketers will create multiple messages, use multiple pictures. They'll test it. It's called AB testing. You know, you have option A and option B, which one performs better, which one uh, elicits that response. You know, what, what's the best picture? What, what, which piece of content draws the best, you know, response. And that response is how many emails did you get? Right. Cause that's, that's, that's the bottom line. So yeah, I think that's a, that's a great barometer. Um, but again, you, you, you've got a whole series of steps to get to that email. Um, so, so you got to measure, you know, if you're creating, um, online ads, you know, what, what's the click rate, what's the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, how many people are clicking, how many people are actually opening the email, how many people are, uh, going to the landing page, but aren't signing up for your, um, for your content. So yeah, I think there's a lot of clues you can get without, you know, being, uh, you know, having a, a, an MBA or a master's in marketing to figure that stuff out. It's. And then once you, once you get their email, you also have to think about how, 
how do I keep them? And that, that goes along with what you're saying, like the click rates and are people signing up for your online course or, or whatever you're offering? And yeah, I don't know. It's just like you get the email and then you've got to think about, well, I don't want to bombard them with emails and I want to give them email with or provide them value in the email. So yeah, it's, just, it's a lot to think about, but I think you're right. I don't think email is dead like at all, because when I think about it, it's like one of the top things in my small business, the young fables that, that is so like valuable to us, you know? And, and here's another thing that makes it valuable. And you hit on a great point is once you get that email address, you, you, you don't want to spam or, or be irrelevant because then, then you'll, they'll unsubscribe quickly because that's what we do. That's, <laughs> right. that's our option. I was doing that today. So exactly. So, <laughs> you know, the, the mistake a lot of people make is they stop emailing people. Mm-hmm. They, they stop sending them relevant information and good content and staying in touch because there's, there's a bit of psychology, even if, they don't even open up and read your email, but if they see it in their inbox, they see, oh, there's Laurel Wright. She does that social media service. Um, yeah, you know, I've been thinking about that. I, I think now I'm ready to 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 give her, a, you know, give her a call and or send her an email back and schedule a, a conversation because I'm now I'm ready. Right. Because we we never know when people are going to be ready uh, to take action. Yeah. I mean, it does act as a reminder, you know? Exactly. So, so it keeps, keeps people, you know, it keeps you in, in their mind because if you've done a good job hitting on the problem that they have with your content, uh, then ultimately they'll, they'll either unsubscribe or, um, you know, take some kind of action down the road even if they don't ultimately buy, they, they may still come to you and it just, it just may not be a good fit. So, right. uh, so yeah, I, I think that's, that's the mistake a lot of people make is, is they, they stop emailing them. Yeah. Well, I feel like this might be a good time, like to ask what is one tip or act or, or hack you can share that can help someone out there to improve their small, um, small business or, or email follow-up strategy or execution? Um, yeah, I, t- I tell you, the, it's, it's, a, it's more than a tip and, and it's kind of more, I'll, I'll talk about some hacks in our, uh, in our that one tip segment at the end of the episode, but you know, one of the, the best piece of advice I can give someone out there right now to improve their email follow-up or, or their email marketing strategy is to have a plan, is to have a follow-up mm. plan. It's, you know, you don't stop at just trying to collect the email. It's what, what do I do with it afterwards? Yep. And a big part of that is don't forget to do two things. You've got to give people a clear call to action so that they know if this is something they need help with, how do they get help from you? So it's by now, it's schedule a conversation, it's schedule a free consultation, it's get a free analysis or get it, get your, you know, get your website review, whatever that is. You got to have that clear 
call to action in your emails. Right. And, and goes along with like what we've been saying for in all the podcast episodes, it's like, how can you solve your customer's problems? And it's, I mean, I've learned that the past two days, like it's really like stuck with me and I don't know. I mean, I I'm always kind of like aware of that, but for some reason this past week, I've really been thinking more about that and how I can apply that to my own business for Laurel socials and, and the young fables, you know, instead of just, you know, talking about, you know, my story and my backstory, how can my story affect someone else and make them want to be a part of, of the young fables or Laurel socials, you know, enough to, to give to give me their email address so yeah i've been thinking a lot about that so that's uh, i'm that brings joy to my heart to hear (laughs) you say that you know the other part of this piece of advice is is you know along with the clear calls to action again people may not be ready to take action so we've got to give them continued connecting points to continue to connect with us deeper so it's that journey it's that plan it's what next step do we want them to take? For example, um, if they're not ready to buy now, then what's what's that transitional next step? And it may be uh, come to our uh, webinar or come to our uh, demonstration in our showroom about XYZ. Right. And it, you know, come take a test drive or or whatever, you know, it's, it's those, it's what, it's those things that keep building the relationship and and keep building your authority or your business's authority in in that customer's mind that will ultimately tip the scales and they'll buy from you as opposed to, you know, your competitor down the street. Does does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It's like, you have to constantly be giving your customer something that will help them or help their business or something to, to keep them around. I mean, as bad as that sounds, but you have to keep giving them information and adding value to their business. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that's one of the challenges that most entrepreneurs and, and small business owners face is they don't have the time to create all the content that right. some of these big companies do because you know, I've been on some mailing lists now for 10 years and I still get good content, but, but these are huge, huge marketing, you know, multi-billion dollar companies that are, you know, generating a lot of free content because once I say yes, then I, you know, a, a, a buying customer becomes very profitable mm-hmm. for them. So, so there's, there's payoff there. So, so you've got to balance as an entrepreneur, you have to balance your time and and quite possibly it's an opportunity to outsource that and to get help from, you know, people like us or that can help them create the, the social media to get the uh, attraction and then content and the email follow-ups. Right. Help make those connections. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. You're fine. Um, I was just thinking, um, I say that a lot to, to my clients. It's like, you know, a lot of people are capable of, you know, doing their own marketing or social media, but when you have someone else, that's like an outsider kind of looking in on the business, you have a different perception and mindset of how you can market and reach other people. So I think what you're saying is right. It's like, it's important to have multiple people 
maybe involved or just one other person that can kind of be there to guide you or just help you or give you advice that you wouldn't think of on your own. They say what two brains or two heads are better than one or something like that. I don't know. I don't know the term. <laughs> two heads are better than one. Yes, two heads. That's, that's, two heads. that's the two head. Two I mean, the brain is in the head. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> that's assumed. That's assumed. <laughs> well, I think this is a good time uh, to then take a minute and let's get some specific help. I'm going to share in the, that one uh, thing tip segment um, some more specifics on some email strategy. So stay tuned, take a listen to that one thing, and we'll come back in just a minute. So in today's that one thing tip segment, I'm going to share with you the five critical emails that every follow-up email sequence needs to have. So when I talk about a follow-up or email follow-up sequence, I'm talking about those follow-up emails that are part of a marketing funnel. You know, marketing funnels are a basic tool for, for growing your business by attracting and connecting with more people that have a problem your product or service can solve. You attract attention by giving away a, a piece of free content that offers value to your client, which addresses their problem in exchange for their contact information. The key component in the marketing funnel to converting new leads into prospective clients for your business is communicating your ability to solve their problem. And we do this in a series of emails. So today we're going to talk about real quickly five types of emails and how to use them in your follow-up sequence to share empathy and build authority with your products. The first is delivering the free content. So the first email in any sequence is sending the free content, the ebook, the video link, or PDF. Even if you've already shared it as part of your landing page, it's a simple and straightforward message, but it lets the prospect know that you will deliver what you promise promptly and efficiently. The object of this email is to tell the requester how to get their free content. Content, Example, click the link, open the attachment, etc. It's important to know you don't want to try to sell anything with this email. You just simply thank them and give them what they requested. But in the PS line, and every marketing email should have a PS or a postscript, you can allude to the problem that they might be facing and how the free resource addresses the problem. Second, define the problem and share your solution. In this second email in your sequence, it's where you define the problem that your client might be facing and how your product or service solves it for them. The message in this email is to let your prospect know that you understand what they are facing and how you have helped many clients before them solve this issue. The solution that you offer should be clear and simple to understand, spelling out specifically why they should enlist your services or buy your product. This email should paint a clear picture for the reader how their life or business will be better because of their relationship with your organization. The third email that every funnel needs or every funnel follow-up needs is overcoming objections. You already know what the common objections prospects offer to delay or not buy your product. So be proactive and put it on the table in your email process early. 
state the most common objection you hear for most products or services, it's price. And remind them of the reasons they are experiencing the problem you have stated. Then give them a list of the positive results that they will experience when they buy your product or service. And also tell them why a lesser solution, in example, a less expensive product, doesn't offer them the optimal solution. Here's a pro tip for you. In the postscript line, the PS line of your email, guess what people will read even if they don't read the whole email? You guessed it, the PS. Offer a transitional call to action or a next step toward purchasing. Examples would be test drives or a free trial subscription, uh, maybe a complimentary consultation. Anything to engage the customer with your product or service with zero risk and zero investment. The fourth email is where you let your satisfied customers do the talking for you. Collect testimonials, or better yet, help your clients write a testimonial that defines the problem they had and how your product or service resolved the, pro the problem. You can pull product reviews from your website or online selling portals. Just get permission from the customer before you use it in your email. Here's another pro tip. There are apps you can use to collect you can use to collect testimonials written or video or audio for your website or, or for other online use to streamline testimonial gathering. The, f the fifth letter is and final letter in the in the follow-up process is the sales letter and it's this is the mandatory email that's the closer. It's a compilation of the other four emails into a comprehensive sales letter that walks the reader through a sales journey from the problem to the solution to overcoming objections to sharing testimonials into a picture of what their life or business will look like after using your product or service. The real key to success for this email is to offer several calls to action throughout the content, not just at the end. Ideally, if the timing is right for the reader to buy, this letter will make it a no-brainer for them to purchase your product or service. But if they aren't already, transition the lead into a nurture campaign and, and resend the email, uh, this email or a slight variation of it at a future time. There's a sixth letter, actually, that you can incorporate when appropriate, depending on your product or service, and that email describes a paradigm shift. And you can add this to the rotation uh, in, in your message follow-up. And it describes a paradigm shift, possibly unexpectedly, that the buyer can experience when they use your product or service. An example would be one that is used by StoryBrand. A paradigm shift you can experience with an electric bike is that you can get more physical exercise and not less. If your paradigm shift is less dramatic or impactful, you can incorporate a paradigm shift paragraph in the overcoming objections email and also in the sales letter. But if your product or service can offer a different way to approach a problem or an unexpected benefit, then showcase it in an email that is part of your follow-up sequence. Those are the five emails that every good marketing funnel follow-up sequence should should contain and they can be more than five total emails you can have multiples of some of the emails uh, 
and and spread them out over time or, or do them five days in a row. Again, it, it depends on your particular product and your particular sales process. For more information about these emails and, and how to approach building a flow of a follow-up sequence, go to churchcmo.com slash emails and you can download an ebook that goes into more detail about these emails and, and how to use them in your marketing funnel. Thank you so much, Mark. This has been a really eye-opening conversation. It's easy to think with all the social messaging platforms that email could become obsolete. Email still serves a very useful function and a marketing strategy. And like all the tools at our disposal, it's knowing how and when to use it properly. And if you want help with your email and overall digital marketing strategy, please reach out to to Mark or, or myself, all the links and ways to contact us are in the show notes on breaking through the noise website. So one more thing, if, if you're new to the show or you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast. You're going to be automatically updated when new episodes come out. Be sure to give us a five-star rating so more people can find us and find the help that they need. Share us with your friends and your colleagues. You guys have a great week and we cannot wait to talk to you again next week on Breaking Through the Noise. Thanks for investing a few minutes with us on the podcast today. We hope Breaking Through the Noise will become your go-to resource for growing your business and yourself with our pro tips and life hacks. If you like what you heard, please do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if it was helpful, leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And most importantly, let's get connected. Hit us up on social media. Our links are in the show notes. Our theme music is from The Young Fables. Check out their latest album, Pages, on Spotify or wherever you listen to music. We'll see you again next week as we keep breaking through the noise.